Good morning. Today we're going to be learning Daf Zayin, Masecha Sukkah. Here we go. We'll start three lines up from the bottom on Vavim and Bez. We were talking yesterday about Machlokas, whether the Sukkah walls should be two in a shtickle or three in a little piece. Now let's talk about that shtickle. Let's talk about that little piece, that tefach. Asks the Gemara, but also tefach, heichan ma'amido. In other words, we have a lachal emotion misinai, that there should be two plus or three plus, um, uh, let's go with two plus, right, the shita, that it's two walls and then another tefach, but in that lachal emotion misinai, it was not necessarily um, clarified where that tefach should belong. So therefore, we have machlokis. Amarav, ma'amido keneged hayotze. Keneged hayotze means that if you held the two walls in a right angle, the extra tefach would be at the end of one of those right angles. Okay. Amre lei rav kahana ravasi rav says we arrive at Zion and Vayimidenu keneged rosh tor. A rosh tor is a diagonal, basically means a diagonal line. Why is it called a rosh tor? Rashi is explaining that you have to understand that when people are doing, um, when people are farming and they furrow the land, they furrow it in a pattern that each consecutive line is a little shorter than the next, right? Each groove is shorter than the next, and it comes out looking like half a Wi-Fi signal sign. Get it? Except for straight. Um, so, which just means, but this is a long way around to say diagonal. Well, what's the suggestion then? Let's make the let's make it diagonal. Now, truth be told, <laughs> there is a machlokas all over the place amongst all the Rishonim as to where this diagonal should be placed. Rashi thinks it's at the edge of the. In other words, you would take just like you would have two right ang- two walls at a right angle from each other, and then one of them extending a little bit. Instead of extending straight into what would be a square, it folds a little bit inward into a diagonal. Other ways of looking at it would be like the Ritva would be to actually have the two parallel walls. So rather, excuse me, two perpendicular walls, that's important. That covers two two sides. And then the other, so to speak, two walls would be covered by a diagonal little tefach at the corner. Barry knew to skip this part. He's not into this Roche Tour idea. Good morning, Barry. So Barry's not alone. Because Rav, which is really Barry backwards, I don't know if you ever noticed that. Rav, too, when he heard the suggestion, right, from Kahana and Ravasi, was silent. Shasik Rav. Unclear, was this a tacit agreement, or was he just respectfully being quiet because he thought the suggestion was so outlandish? <coughs> it's, it, Yitzi T and I thought maybe it was the latter. He was being polite. In other words, it doesn't make any sense that he should, Yami although, why not? In other words, the Torah, I didn't tell you where this extra tefach should be. Excuse me. <coughs> okay. So now, Itmar Nami, Amr Shmuel Mishmei Delevi, Mamidu Kenegede Yotze. So in support of the Sheet of Rav, we have a, um, we have a, a statement in the name of Levi that you, who is a giant, giant Tam Chacham, of course, that you actually Make the tefach long wall opposite the distant wall. Opposite, right, the most distant wall. is how we say it, right, which is an extension of one of the two 
um, perpendicular walls. Fine. Now another another opinion, four lines down on Zion and Aleph. Rabbi Simon, Vitema, Rabbi Shubin, Levi, Amar, Osulo Tefach Sochek. You remember when we were talking about Tfachim, right? This, um, unlike the metric system or even the American inches that make no sense and feet, um, whatever system they are, at least work. At least those systems are consistent. Those systems that we're used to are consistent. But the um, the measurements that we had in the Gemara are more like Harry Potter, right? They're like more dynamic. Like a tefach could be a big tefach, could be a small tefach, right? So a tefach sochek is like when you're laughing, because whenever someone's laughing, they're more expansive. Like Rano, it's Muslim moment. Someone laughs and smiles, and they're in a good mood. They're more expansive. So that's what we call a larger tefach. Tefach, really, the way you would make a tefach is by making a fist and measuring your, the width of your four fingers. So a stressed out tefach would be a tefach with your fingers clenched together. And a tefach sochek is when your finger loosely apart. Okay, so it's larger. Anyway, so what's Rav Simon or Shimon Levi going to do? Watch this. Make a tefach that's a little bit a little bit bigger, that, bigger, right? A little zaftik tefach, we'll call it. Oh, here we go. Now you're going to place it within three tefachim, but sort of at the edge of three tefachim with proximity to the wall of the sukkah. It's going to start feeling like Erevin up in here really soon, right? The principle of lavud, where anything less than three tefachim is considered like it is annexed to it, right? Or continue contiguous with it, all right? Rashi, it says, So what's the whole point of this? So Rashi's going to explain, right? Because he's going to spell it out. We could figure it out on our own, but here we go. When you put the tefach close to one of the walls, and right? You add the zaftif tefach, and you add that to hopefully close to three tefachim, but it has to be within three tefachim. That's why you use the zaftif tefach to make up for however much into the three tefachim you placed the uh, wall. Then, uh, right, and then, shiva In other words, once we know already, as we've established, the minimum dimension of a wall of a sukkah is seven tefachim, which is to say the minimum dimension of the actual size of the sukkah is supposed to be seven tefachim. So were the wall to be full, a full wall, a, right, a totally uh, coverage, if you had total coverage, it would be seven tefachim. So this is an interesting suggestion. It's a fundamentally different thing. In other words, Zalach Lemashim Sinai was, have two full walls and then another shtickle of a tefach. What we're saying here is the shtickle of the tefach, so we thought what it means is two walls, let's say, Right, the machlokas where there's two or three, but we're going to go with two walls. So two walls, and then that that extra tefach. It's just whatever. Halachah l'moshem yisirai. Kadosh Baruch Hu told us that the third wall doesn't have to be much. It could just be shtickle, and that stands for a wall. This is a fundamentally different thing. What right? What Rav Simon and Rav Shimon Levi are suggesting. They're saying no. That all they're saying is that the third wall can be ruba kukulo. The third wall, when it's saying a tefach, what it really is saying is the minimal, take all of those things that we learned, 
already up until now in Erevin, and we're going to be analyzing this further. Take all those things you learned. Take your lover, take your Ruba Kakulo, take all of those extra imaginary things that build up walls, and that's what the Halach Lemoshim Sinai means when it says Tafach. It means Tafach with all of those additional things, you'll get Rove Wall, and the, and the third wall is allowed to be comprised of that concoction of Tafach plus other halachic realities, we'll call it, right? Although, albeit not physical realities. That's an interesting shita. Fine. So let's see. Or, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Okay. So up until now, we've been talking about two perpendicular walls that are touching each other. What's good about two perpendicular walls touching each other is you know that you're not in an alleyway, right? You're not in a throughway. You're in some sort of enclosure. Uh, you know, when, when Andrew first started in his company, his cubicle was made of two perpendicular walls, right? It's, it's, it's a start, right? It's sort of like, but at least he knew that that was his muckle, right? Now, do you have a window at least? Yeah, now he has a window in his office, see? Moving up. So, I'm reviewing the sukkah, suya, kamavoy, However, this is a different thing. This is instead of two perpendicular walls, two parallel walls. Well, that's interesting because two parallel walls, that's not even necessarily cubicle, right? That's not even necessarily somewhere where you're going to be, uh, can make a, like a dira, you know, have residence. So let's see. It means that the third wall, meaning the tefach, right wall, can be on either side. You have one of two sides. Why would it matter? Of course, it can be on either side. So to that, Rabbi Simon Vitema Rabbi Shub and Levi Amar, also a pas arba umashahu, umamido pachos mishlosha samachlodofen, the chol pachos mishlosha samachlodofen, kilavudami. So you see, here's the difference. It's the same, right? The same, uh, shita, Rabbi Simon and Rabbi, and Rabbi Shub and Levi. When it came to the perpendicular walls, they said you could take a tefach board, uh, from Home Depot, put it within three, right? Put it in within three tefachim, and you'll get your lovud, and you'll have rovwal, and that's good enough. In the case of the two parallel walls, they suggest pas arba. You're going to be spending a little more at Home Depot because instead of a one tefach uh, with wall, you're going to have to get a four tefach with with wall arba v'mashahu. And then ma'midu pachos mishlosha samachladofen v'chol pachos mishlosha samachladofen kalavodami. Because what they're basically saying. Rabbi Simon and Rabbi Shimon Levi is, we're going to have to generate not just a rove wall on the perpendicular side, but we are going to have to generate an actual, right, it's still going to be a rove wall, but it's going to have to have more than just made out of lovud and, right, three tfachim equaling rove seven tfachim. We're going to need to have lovud and four tfachim equaling a full seven tfachim, right? So it's not really, right, are we going to need to have the four and the, right? We're going to, well, we're going to need to have the four and the three, right? Equaling four. So that's not rove wall. At that point, that is an actual seven tfachim wall. So rove wall would, own, would, would apply as, we'll call it an addendum or an annexing to perpendicular walls, but you would need to have a full wall if you're actually, in order to create a perpendicular wall in the case where the only two walls that you had were parallel walls. Interesting. Why would that be different? So the Gemara is going to flesh it out a little bit here. What's the reason for all these? Oh, so why do we have all of these halachas of sukkah? Because the Torah said we should sit in a sukkah 
And the Goranowitz Musar moment is you're supposed to uh, appreciate, I'll, I'll say it like this, Goranowitz. When we were in the desert, okay, talk about Gashmias, the things, the, the things that we like, that were Gashmak, yeah. we had the exact amount that we needed for our physical, right, comfort and security, and not, a, not even a little bit less, and not even a little bit more, right? Like, like the, Lahavda, like the kibbutz, right? Not, uh, not a little bit less, and not even a little bit more. For the human being, that can be very unnerving, because the chase of, of, uh, of materialism is very inborn in us, and Kalisra complained all the time. They had everything they needed, but they didn't have anything more than they needed. It was annoying. So we had to appreciate. They didn't, have, uh, they didn't have to look at the next door, the Joneses, to see if they were bigger cars. Right. And they had mon, but they didn't have filet mignon. <laughs> so they complained. And so you have to appreciate that, that's, that what you're supposed to do, focus on, it's not necessarily material, albeit for the sake of Avodos Hashem, you need it, but you're supposed to search for spirituality. So, sukkah is a makeshift hut. It has to be a dirasarai with the schach overhead and all of these imaginary halachic realities making up, right, walls that physically don't necessarily fully exist. And so, what we're trying to do is, we're trying to, and it's good that it's after Yom Kippur, Garanowitz, because on Yom Kippur we negate ourselves completely, right? We just finished Masechus Yoma, so we... We were Zohar to do that and negate ourselves completely, all our physicality, all the chameshes inuim therein. And so, after that, everything we, is a full appreciation of Hashem's blessings. And we realize that everything Hashem gives us is gravy and we have a sense of gratitude. Where also happens to coincide with the bringing in of the harvest, uh, in an agricultural society. I so, you said this to Andrew? Exactly. So, did you, so you already intuited the lesson of Sukkot, which is uh, happy with him. Is this so? All of this relates to the Moshe Sinai. Hashem said, "What I'm doing is I'm trying to infuse a little bit, since you asked, a little bit of sort of like an appreciation of this is what Birnbaum calls celebration of of place that we're happy with our place in life and all these imaginary walls as we're going to see, Dofa Nakuma, Psal Yotze, right, Ruba Kukulo, right, Hamas and Ruba Mitzulasa are all in appreciation of Hashem is really and Halacha Sof Tavar HaKol Nishma as we read on Cholamo Itzukis, which is a day which we will talk about today, God willing, uh, right, Koheles, Sof Tavar HaKol Nishma, all that matters is, right, we do the Ratzon Hashem. Okay, so, the Gemara asks, "Umaishna hasam the kamar saga tefach shochek, umaishna hachad the kamar baya pas arba." So we already said it, but let's see. Why do Rav Simon or Rabbi Shimon Levi, as it were, in the case of the perpendicular wall, want only a tefach, and in the case of the parallel walls, want full four a four a four by whatever board, right? A pass of four tefachim wide. So the Gemara answers, "Hasam di kashteit fanaskil chasan saga lebe tefach shochek." In the case we had the two. Perpendicular walls, which is what they called kill chasan, that's going to be enough to have one tefach. Here, where it's not two walls, pas arba. If you're going to have pas arba in, then it's going to be like a second wall, and that's going to be enough perpendicular to the first or one of the two. Ela lo, and if not, not. So 
you read this Gemara, it doesn't really answer. It's like, why do you need a tefach by one? Why do you, why do you need four tefachim by the other? It's like, well, one, it's halachic, and that's good, and the other, it's not, and it's not good. doesn't really understand. Rashi explains. Rashi says what we said. Basically, it's a throughway versus a, an enclosure. Rashi, shleimos, kilchasan, kimin gam, like a gimel, or a gamma, meaning like a right angle. That way, it doesn't look like they're a throughway. It looks like they are actually an enclosure. Okay. So that's what we explained. Good. So now let's talk about the third wall again. That the only way, so Rava is throwing a massive monkey wrench into this. this we did not talk about this until now. Rava has a novel shita, which is that the extra tefach, right? We thought Rav Simon or Yitam or and Levi was novel, that they said that it could be within Lovewood, and the whole point is that the third wall should have some wall aspects to it. Rava is making it even more chamer. He's saying that whole tefach won't even work unless it's part of a suras hapesach. Wow. So, the, so in other words, he wants that third wall to really be a wall. Now we're really going to get Erevin in here. Some say that Rava said that it's also permitted with a tzuras ha-pesach. We'll see what that means in a minute. That you need both a tefach and a tzuras ha-pesach. So just to review these three shitas, okay, the Rava is saying like this, how Rava really wants a wall there, right? He wants there to be a tzuras ha-pesach, which as we know, Right, Surah Pesach, just to review, Shabbos and Erevin means two, right, two, um, a, a horizontal wall on top of, uh, two, um, uh, not, not horizontal, but, uh, vertical. I'm sorry. So two vertical, right, Lachi and Korah, right? Two verticals and one horizontal wall. So Amarava, like this, first suggestion when it says, Ene Teres of Surah Pesach is, as Rashi explains amazingly, Rashi says, uh, it's a little bit down in the Rashi here. Ketzad, first Rashi explains how it's two verticals and a horizontal. He says, how, what is this first shita? Rashi's saying a fascinating thing. That the tefach, this is, pay, pay attention here. The tefach that's mentioned as Allah Moshe Sinai has to be split into two. Meaning, there is a tefach here, even though the tzur is a pesach. So, so you understand. When we learned it in Erevin and in Shabbos, the Tzuras Pesach had to only be strong enough to support the beam, right? Strong enough to support the Erev, as it were, okay? There was no shear, as we mentioned, other than if you found a strong enough material, it could be like dental flaws, so to speak, right? It could be, as long as it can be erected, where you have two verticals and a horizontal, that's a Tzuras Pesach. This is what Tosfos Ve'ena points out. Here, however, the Allah Moshe Misinai said it has to be a tefach. So how is the tefach expressed? It has to be a half a tefach on one side. When you add up the width of the walls, no matter how thick and strong it is, it's got, it has to equal up into a tefach. Such that the first shita is, the first shita of Rava is you split up this tefach worth of material width into a tzuras pesach Half and half, that's what Rashi explains. Tosus explains why would sukkah be more chamer than, right, the source of Pesach of Shabbos? Because it says the last line in Tosus Gabi Sanikaros. That when it came to sukkah, you need the actual mechitzas to be nicker, right? You need to know that there's a wall there. 
There's Pshat and Tosfos just to reconcile all of this. Fascinating. Okay, that's the first sheet of Rava. The second suggestion is when he says Veniteris Nami B'Torah Pesach, he means either one. Right? It's allowed to either have a full tefach or a Tzorah Pesach. And the third sheet is Rikita Amri is Nami Tzorah Pesach. It has to be both a tefach and a Tzorah Pesach. In other words, a full tefach, not a tefach split up into a Tzorah Pesach, but it has to have a Tzorah Pesach, one of the, of the vertical walls of which needs to be a tefach wide. That is the uh, standard reading of this, these three shittas within Rava. Okay. So now, of the three, Yitziti and I were saying, the one that we think makes the least sense is number two. Because remember, number one, you say, take the tefach and split it up. Number three means you need to have a full tefach and a Tzorah Pesach. Okay, so Rava introduces this concept of Tzorah Pesach. But his second sheet of having either one does away with the halacha lemoshim Sinai of a tefach. He says, either have a tefach there or have a tzuras pesach. Well, what happened to the tefach? What we know is halacha lemoshim Sinai. Well, sure enough, here we have a story where somebody went with the second shita. Ravashi, Ashkechel of Kahano, says the Gemara, the ka'avid tefach sochek, the ka'avid tzuras pesach. He says that he was making, he made a tefach sochek, and in addition, he made a tzuras pesach. That sounds like the third shita. So, Amar Lo savar mar rava. Don't you hold the rava the amar rava v'niteres nami b'tzoras pesach? That's the second shita. So Rav Ashi literally was reprimanding Rav Kahana for doing the third shita, which made sense, a more machmir shita. And he said, "Don't you hold that you could just do one or the other? Why are you doing both?" Amazing. To which Rav Kahana responded, "Amalei Rav Kahana ana ki'idach lishna de rava No, I hold like a third lashon. Amar rava tzricha nami b'tzoras pesach. Right? It, it could have been also, Rav Kahana could says, I'm being machmir. Right? I want a tefach. I want to be double sure. Right? Belt and suspenders. I want to make sure that I have a Tzuras Pesach and a tefach. It's the most safe shita if you're going to go like Rava. But he didn't say that. He says, Me'ikar din, I hold that that's, that that's what you require according to Rava. What's amazing is that Ravashi held of this second thing which doesn't even uh, require a tefach. That was his reprimand of Rav Kahana. Beautiful. Okay, so with the two dots now, eight lines up from the wide, we're going to discuss the uh, Hilchas. Now it's going to get like Hilchas Shabbos and Erevin in here. Shtayim Kilchasen. So you have to have two proper walls, and the third wall even ha- can be a tefach long. So Amar Raba, Vechain Lishabbos. Really, he's saying that this should be effective for what? For carrying on Shabbos. So this is a fascinating idea. You're building a sukkah, right? And you're using two walls and a tefach. Now we know that for Hilchas Shabbos, that we already learned that that's not going to be enough. Okay, we're going to analyze this a little bit more. But it is enough for a sukkah, right? We're all, we're just learned that these dimensions are enough to make the sukkah kosher. So what are you going to tell me, Barry? That I'm not allowed to carry? Andrew, by the way, he's going to do like Rav Kahana. He always does. So Andrew's going to build a sukkah. And he, he's... He's trying to bury the hatchet with you. This has been ongoing for a long time. So he's going to extend an olive branch. He's going to have you over for Shabbos, Cholomoyed, Sukkot. Okay, so now you're coming over to his house and you see, of course, he's got two walls only. Plus, he's got the tefach uh, concoction over to the side. Like exactly like we learned in Dafyomi. So it's good enough for the sukkah, certainly. But it's not good enough for Hilchah Shabbos. Mitzat Hilchah Shabbos, it's not a Rishos So what are you going to say? You could sit there 
but you're not allowed to carry in it? Does that make any sense? So it turns out, we're going to see, that when it comes to Shabbos, you're never going to be allowed to carry in that sukkah, ever, on Shabbos, except for one Shabbos a year. Shabbos, Cholomot, Sukkot, you, you read Kohelis, you come home from Shul, because it's good enough for the sukkah, it's good enough for Shabbos. And that day you can carry in that sukkah that you can't carry any other Shabbos of the year. Isn't that amazing? Because you can't have a stira. So says the Gemara, Rabba, since it's kosher enough for then it could be considered a good enough wall for Shabbos. Unbelievable. That's what Rashi says, right? Look at the first wide line in Rashi. Right? Normally you would need three mechitzos. We already learned this. Shabbos shel sukkas mutter lismochal mechitzos as sukkah. Woo! Shabbos chol moed sukkas. You can be somech on it. Incredible. So Eisvei Abaye, Abaye asks, whoa, 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 whoa. Omi amin amigu? You're going to say that it's, if it's good enough for the goose, it's good enough for the gander. If it's good enough for sukkas, it's good enough for Shabbos. V'hatanya, doifin sukkah k'doifin Shabbos. We said in a brisa. That a dolphin sukkah and a dolphin shabbos have the same halachas. However, you can't have gaps three tfach, more than three tfachim between the right. In other words, when we make sukkah, I don't know if you've ever um, made these sukkahs right on the fly when you're traveling or whatever. You're on a tiyul in Israel. We seem to have done this all the time. We're always like on the road camping and doing this and making makeshift sukkahs. So you, you, you watch the gaps. You mind the gap of no, no more than three talking between the posts. You don't always have mass, major walls. But with regards to, this is still within the Bryce, with regards to Shabbos over Sukkah, there is more of a stringency on Shabbos. Right? That on Shabbos, the only way the Mechitza would be valid would be if you had more wall than um, than airspace. And as we learn in Masechah Shabbos, no matter how you slice it, okay, so you don't have more than three tvachim yeshakalach. You manage to have this lovewood principle extend all the way around. But you still, for Hilchah Shabbos, have to have always more wall than airspace. Well, that's not true for Sukkah, obviously. The third wall could be almost, right, rubo airspace. And so therefore, this b'risa seems to imply that the, right, the walls for, Sukh, for Shabbos are in fact more strict. And therefore, you can't just say if it's good enough for sukkah, it's good enough for Shabbos, right? Says, right, so, so says Rashi, Shabbos, and Yitaris. There he is with the bitol again, right? Like the first Rashi and the Mishnah in the, in the Masechta, that it's as if it's not there. So the Abaye says, my love, wait, no. Is this talking about Shabbos, Chalmoyed, Sukkot? No. Yaseir Shabbos to Sukkah, a Sukkah. Does it mean, does this Brisa not imply that Shabbos of Sukkot is greater than actual Sukkot? Velo Amrino Migo? Doesn't that not imply in the Brisa that we don't say Migo? Does it not apply that we, does it not imply that we use the stringency of, that we need to have Oymen Merubah Laparats on Shabbos, even Cholamoyed? That's Abayez Kashan Rabbah. So Rabbah says, even within that brisa, you don't have to use that as a raya. Why? Lo, why? You say Shabbos to Alma, Al Shabbos to Sukkah. In other words, that would be true for any other Shabbos. You say Shabbos to Alma, 
a usual regular Shabbos, for sure that would be true. You would have these considerations of Oymen Meruba Alaparitz. But, Al Shabbos the Sukkah. But Shabbos the Sukkah not. Shabbos Cholmoid Sukkah, we'd have no such consideration because what's good for the Sukkah is good for the Mechitza Shabbos. Wow. What a, what a Chiddush of Rabbah. Amazing. Oh, you want a Musa from this? If it's good enough for me, it's good enough for you. If it's good enough for Hashem, it's good enough for us. You're going to instill your own das into this? God forbid. If Hashem says to do it, then it's good enough for us. So, Ihachi. How do you take suffering? Wait, 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 wait. We're not going to talk about Tzadik Viralo yet because we have to finish a thought here. So he said, Ihachi. So he says, the Gemara now says, is the converse true? Listening, Nami, Yaseri, Sukkah, the Alma, Asukkah, the Shabbos. If it's true that what's good enough for Sukkot is good enough for Shabbos, right? So maybe if it's valid, right, um, for Sukkot in general, for, you know, for Hilchah Shabbos, if that's more Chamor, then maybe, right, it also teach you what should be kosher for the Sukkot in general. In other words, like this. In other words, let's finish the thought. Let's say generally a sukkah needs, right, a third wall with a tefach, as we said, right? That's Allah Moshe Messinai. Well, sukkah Shabbos does not need an expanded tefach. And the lechi should be enough. So you understand the question now? The question is like this. We said that Shabbos is more chamer than sukkah, right? Shabbos, right, in general, requires Omid Merubal Aparats. So we're saying Shabbos, and besides, Shabbos is more Machmah and Sukkah anyways, because if your Sukkah is invalid, the consequence is that you were not Yotze and Asay. Whereas if you're carrying in an enclosure on Shabbos that's not valid, you're Chayev Misa right, for a Melacha Daraisa, right? So, or you right, so therefore, Shabbos is inherently, because it's an Isser, there are Raisa, Isser Misa, Shabbos is more Chamer than Sukkah. Okay. So we're going to say like this. Shabbos, <laughs> you can use an Erev. Right? If you have a Mavim and Fulish, now we're bringing it back to Erevin, right? The first mission in Erevin. You have a alleyway, but it's, it's, it, needs, it doesn't have an enclosure, and it's going on to a, right, it's going on to Rishasarabim. You can just use your string, right? You can just use your Erev. That's not good enough for a sukkah. Sukkah had a lachal moshmisinai that you need a tefach. So says the Gemara, well, you gave me a kalvachomer. You said, if on Shabbos cholomoed it's good enough for the sukkah, then it's good enough for Shabbos. That's a huge chiddish, right? But it has to be, because it's a doraisa, good enough for sukkah. We're not going to say that Barry can't carry inside Andrew's sukkah, and therefore, for that one Shabbos, we make the kalvachomer. Beautiful. But the other way should for sure apply. If something which is so chomer is Shabbos, Right, allows just for an Erev. So why are we even bothering with a tefach on sukkah? It should be always allowed. If it's a mechitza, and the hilchas mechitza allow it as a mechitza for Shabbos, then it should also allow it for sukkah as well. That's what it's saying. V'sagi belechi, right? It should be good enough for sekhi. De'ha'atu de'amar tzikech al-gabi mavo yishesh lechi kasher. Because you yourself said, Rabbah, I read Erevin. It was a great book. And in Erevin, you wrote, you wrote, you were quoted as saying that if you cover, right, uh, with a mavoi, sikech al-gabi mavoi, 
that has a lechi that it's kosher for an Erev. So why would you not apply this migu back in the other direction? For, if it's good enough for Shabbos, it's good enough for Sukkot. So the Gemara says that no, Ahulo, it's right? The only reason the Brisa didn't go ahead and mention that, right, is because because from Sukkot, which is Kal, to, more, to the Morchamer Shabbos, we already had this Migu, uh, right? That if it's good enough for the Sukkot, it's good enough for Shabbos. So this idea that you can go from a Chamer, which is Shabbos, to the Kula of Sukkot, is obvious. It's a Kal V'chomer. It's a Lokol Shekein, right? So in other words, on Shabbos Cholomot Sukkot, Right, you could you can actually walk around on that sukkah, even though it normally wouldn't be good enough. But you can carry Chomer, You can have two walls and a regular tzuras of pesach without a tefach. Right, if we apply the the kal of sukkahs to Shabbos, we could certainly apply the chomer of Shabbos, the of sukkahs as well. Shabbos, which is chomer to sukkahs as well. And so what's falling out here is we're doing away. We're using a kal v'chomer essentially to do away with this need for a tefach. All of a sudden, it's looking. A little bit more like the second shita of right of Rava before, right? That we can in fact have either a tzuras of pesach or a tefach, but we don't need both. Wow, that is in fact uh, fascinating limud. And the question is: Is this really true? So gufa. Now, is this Rava or Rava? There's some girsos issues here. We'll go with the art scroll who puts the brackets around Rava. Rava said. As we turn to Zion and Bez, as follows. Right? Let's go over this a second. Why, why Rava, why Rava? Why do we have this gears to change? It makes sense, Rava, because as we said, this is an affirmation of Rava's second sheet of the one that Rav Ashi espoused before. But obviously, it's amended to Rava because it was, in fact, Rava who made the statement in Erevin. Anyways. <laughs> okay, so... Let's say it's Rabbah. It, 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 we have what to learn from either being Rabbah or Rabbah, but we're going to go with Rabbah here, okay? Because he's the one that said it. So again, Rashi here. Sikeich. Uh, well, we didn't get up to the Pasaviros yet. Tos was here. Sikeich al gabi here is a massive point here. Takes the teeth out of this Gemara. Watch this. Let's first read it in the Gemara. Right? You gave, and it's using the Russian Sikeh here, right? You put a Lechi on top of there, and it's Kasher without a Tefach or anything, right? The Lechi is, is recognized as a wall for Shabbos, so it should be recognized as a wall for a Sukkah. And, okay. Ve'ama Raba, and furthermore, Sikeh Chagabi Posibiros Kasher. Remember the Posibiros? There were what? This is what Rashi is saying over here. Perak and Erevin. Harkens back to Dafyud Zayin and Ervin, where what? There were the travelers, the Ole Regel. The Ole Regel are coming, and they are thirsty. They need to get these pits of cisterns. They have to draw water. But they're traveling. One of the travel days, by definition, you're traveling in those days for months at a time, uh, potentially. One of the travel days is a Shabbos. How are you going to get there and get water on Shabbos? It's a problem, because you have to carry the water. So they made makeshift if you look in the upper left-hand corner in Rashi, the diagram, you might recall, there's the well in the middle, the bore, and then you have your Pasi Biraz. You don't have much of a, of a wall situation there. You just have kind of four corners. So Rabbi says, that's good enough, right, for Mechitzos. It was a Darabanan, 
allowance for the mechitos on Shabbos. Ra- Tosfos points out, these lechis are darabonans. Tosfos makes a fascinating point. The only reason the Erev is good on Shabbos, Andrew, is because we didn't need it in the first place, Midaraisa. <laughs> it wouldn't work if you needed it, Daraisa. Right? It would only work, right? The only reason it works is because it's a heker, Darabonan. Tosfos really, really hit, hammers this home. Okay, so he's going to have to have, right, a, a, a point for how, how this, how this um, right, Kavachomer even works in that direction. But be that as it may, let's continue the Gemara. Okay, so why do we need to learn this Migu? Utsricha, why? Because if we had only learned the case as the Gemara of Mavoi, Mishum de'ikashtei defanus me'ayasa, the only thing the Gemara is pointing out here is why does Rabbi have to make a statement that the, that you can have these walls both for Mavoy, which is just open on one side completely, and by Pasibiros that have four corners. So we'll say it outside real quick. It's just one of them is missing a wall entirely and therefore doesn't have corners. And the other one has corners but doesn't have walls. So you have to learn both to be Mechadish both. So that's what we're going to say here. So at least the Mavoy has two solid walls. You would have thought it doesn't help because it's four corners but no walls. But if you only learn the four corners of it has the sort of like shame of Arbat Fanos because it's covering four corners but it doesn't really have any walls. So you would have thought the Pasibiros is more obvious that it's okay because it actually has four wall coverage, four corner coverage at least, right? It has little shtickles that go on to each of what would be the four right sides. Whereas, right, when you have just two parallel walls, it doesn't, it only covers two sides. And if you had just of these two, and didn't talk about a tefach wide wall as a Shabbos, machmirta lekilta. I would have said that you are going to go from Shabbos to Sukkah, and that anything that's good for Shabbos is good enough for Sukkah. But I would have, I would have thought that you can't go from Sukkah to Shabbos, so therefore it's Tzricha, right? Therefore we need for Rabbah to teach all of these halachas together, and the conglomerate of all of these halachas together gives us the halacha Right, the the of, of what the halacha is for sukkah, just to just to flesh it out again. This first Rashi on Zion Amid Beis, he ex- first explains what the pasi biras is. It's not. This is what we learn in Erev on Yudzayin. Right, this is all right. They're traveling in Rishus Rabim. Right, so you do pasin arba diyumdin. Basically, you make these four um, right angles right at each side. So, right, it's an unusual thing because you're an Ola Regal. So I guess you're an Ola Regal that didn't make it yet. And you're stuck in the middle somewhere in Transjordan, I don't know, in a, in a valley. And you're in the middle of nowhere, okay? And you're in the middle of nowhere and you got him, and it's Shabbos, Cholomot, Sukkot. So if gaban theoretically if it would be Shabbos, it would be kosher on Shabbos. The sukkahs on Shabbos cholamoid. The migud Shabbos gav Right, even though typically you need 
because it's Shabbos, it's good enough for Sukkot. An unbelievable, unbelievable Chiddush um, that works. Um, so just to say, so what was Tosfos' question? Tosfos had a great question. Tosfos said, this is only Darabonon, especially the Mavo, is only uh, Darabonon that works in the, ap- in the absence of a need for an air of altogether. <laughs> so Tosfos ends up saying, that this whole thing only works if that third wall is going to be an actual tefach. So he takes the massiveness of the Chiddush, takes the teeth out of the Chiddush. That's the, right, the last wide line in the Tosfos. But be that as it may, fascinating, fascinating idea of how we, right, uh, talk about Sukkot relative to Shabbos with respect to what the halacha would be for the walls. So now we're at the two dots, ten lines down on Zion and Beis, and we say, Let's talk about shade and sun. So Tanarban. Right? That this, uh, as we already said, within the Shita of Rebzeira, as we said before, even in the Mishnah, Rashi was pointing out that the Sikuch, the Schach, has to be what provides the shade. So that's what we know, and everybody holds of this, everybody is on board with this, except for Rabbi Yoshia. Rabbi Yoshia, Omer, Af Machmas Tfonos. You didn't know about this, Rabbi Yoshia, did you, Goranowitz? Rabbi Yoshia actually holds that it doesn't matter where the shade comes from. The shade could come from the walls as well. Amar Yemar Bar He's going to try to explain, Rabbi Yoshia, what my time at Rabbi Yoshia, What's his reasoning? How could, he, how could he say that the, right, this counter thing that we don't hold of, that the shade could come from the walls, doesn't it say that the shade has to come from the schach? Well, it says that you cover, right, the aron with the paroches. And look at the lashon. It says sakosa. Well, was the paroches on top of the aron? Not really. It's like this. It's like this paroches of the aron. It's vertical, covering it, Right? On the side. And so, it's just like any other parochas. It's like a curtain. And yet we save a sakosa. So that seems mashma. That, what? That even that vertical wall can provide the shade, just like the vertical parochas provides covering for the aron in the Mishkan. Now, those mefarshim will be quick to explain that according to Roshia, the vertical walls of the sukkah must too be made. We're going to be learning about, right, all the parameters of what schach is allowed to be made out of. As we know, you can't just make it out of any old thing. You can't just have a big old plastic covering or whatever, right? And so that would be true of the walls as well. If, if you held like, if you truly held like Rabbi the whole sukkah would just be one big schach thing. Okay. So that's the raya for Rabbi right? So as the Gemara continues to say, parochas mechitza, Parochas is a mechitza, which is to say, it's this vertical wall, and yet the Pasuk says, and therefore these vertical to the side things are schach. Right? Which, as we said, mechitza is like schach. The whole sukkah is made out of schach. Ah. So what are the, what are the Rabbanon going to do with this sakosa? So says the Gemara, Rabbanon, ha'hu dinechuf peiporta demechzik eschach. The Rabbanon say, how do you understand this Pasuk of the Sakosa Alaron? It's referring to the portion, the shtickle of the paroches that actually hangs over on top of the Aron. That's why it says the Lashon Vesakosa. It's an allusion to the horizontal portion of Shach that's on top. Once you say that, so then Vesakosa doesn't mean, right, curtain anymore, and therefore we retain this notion that Shach just means on top, and thus we retain the notion that all the tzel needs to come only 
from covering on top, not from the walls. Beautiful. Okay, so now 18 lines down. We say like this. Abai Amar Abaye. Okay, Halachos. Okay, we just mentioned Rabbi Yoshe, right? We always said, so we challenged, this is like the Daf Zion of Bezo, we challenged all the things we thought we knew about sukkah. So we thought we knew that it has to be all the tales from, from the schach, and we do paskin like that. But not everybody necessarily held like that, but we paskin like that. Now we're going to say like this. Everybody thinks that a sukkah has to be a dira sarai. Well, guess what? There was some Tanayim who held that needed to be a dira skeva. Amazing. Amar Abaye. Rebbe, Rebbe Yosher, Rebbe Yehuda, Rebbe Shimon, this is quite a list. Rebbe Gamliel, Uve Shammai, Rebbe Eliezer, Ve'acherim, they all held what? Kulas Virlu, Sukas Diras, Keva Ba'inan. <laughs> they all hold, go out of your Diras Keva and go into a Diras Keva. Rashi, Re'uyele, Shtamish, Kavu, Veniris, Kevais. Make yourself a nice, proper Diras Keva. Wow. So how do we know? So now the Gemara is going to go through all these sheets. We just had a roster. Let's go through the roster. Rebbe, how do we know the Tanya? Because we have a bright Rebbe, Right, we already quoted this. So Dalad by Dalad is a, is a Dira, right? That's not the Zion by Zion of a Dira Sarai. That's a Dira, okay? Rabbi Yoshe Amran, right over here, Rabbi Yoshe said what? That could be from the walls. So what? It means that the walls can allow sunlight. That's similar in those days. This is a counterintuitive. Just like we said about Hill Neamalka before, like the more, um, right, remember, let, they didn't have Freon in those days. AC was very hard to come by. So like a really established residence was more likely to let airflow. That's as cool as you were going to get. Shade plus airflow. So, so that's how we quote Rabbi Yoshia. The fact that he wants to use Chach for walls ironically means that he thinks it could be a Diras Keva. Fascinating. Rabbi Yehuda, that's none. Rabbi Yehuda, we have the Mishnah. Um, let's tell me, tell me, uh, Andrew, if this Mishnah sounds familiar. That's our Mishnah here, the first Mishnah in Sukkah. And so obviously the fact that he says it could be more than 20 Amma is an indication of permanence, as we discussed. Rabbi Shimon de Tanya. Rabbi Shimon, we have the following Bryce. The two walls have to be so we said, Rabbi Shimon Omer, right? So if it's two plus shtickle like we hold, so then, okay, I can understand. That's very makeshift. That's a right. Rabbi Shimon says it has to be three in a shtickle, so that implies permanence. Rabbi Gamliel, the Tanya, Rabbi Gamliel, Posel, Rabbi Kiva, Machshir. Rabbi Gamliel doesn't like the sukkah on top of a camel or on top of a boat. Um, and therefore, it's uh, assumed that's because he thinks it needs to be Right, permanent. Rabbi Kiva says it's okay. So so far we have Rabbi Kiva rather says it's not okay. Right. So therefore, um, he he does he does not hold of that. Rabbi Gamliel says it has to be fit for a fixed right dwelling. That's why he's not right um, going to allow it. Rabbi Kiva says it's okay. So Rabbi Kiva says it's okay. And the Rabbanans say that it has to be less than twenty amas. So now we also have a roster of those who say it's a dear sarai. We're in good hands. We have Rabbi Kiva on our side. We have the Rabbanan. And now we're going to get Beis Hillel. Beit Shammai, that's non. Elon in the Mishnah. Me, we're going to learn this. Mishayu, Rosh, Veruba, Besukah, Veshacharim, Sochabayis. Remember this? We already mentioned this Machlokas. Beit Shammai, Postlin, Beis Hillel, Machshirin. Beit Shammai says it's Postle, Beis Hillel, Machshir. In other words, Beit Shammai needs everything um, to be even bigger. Beis Hillel says that's enough. 
So obviously Beis Hillel holds Sukkah Sarai. So we have Erbi Kiva, we have Beis Hillel, we have the Rabbanon. They all hold a Dira Sarai. So that's why you today, growing up, think that it can be a Dira Sarai. But this entire roster, Rebbe, Yosher, Yehuda, Rishimur, Gamliel, Beis Shammai, Rebbeliezer, we're going to say, Rebbeliezer, the Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, Hosa Sukkosa Kamin Trif, Osha Sam Chalakosel, Rebbeliezer, Posel, Fisha Ein Lagag, or Chachami Machshirin. Rebbeliezer is Posel, and Chachami are Machshir. Achem, the Tanya, Achem, Omrim, Sukkah, Suya, Keshovach, Psula. If it's made like a chicken coop, it's Posel, Lefisha Ein Lazovios, because it has no corners. And therefore, it's not similar to a fixed residence, and therefore, it's Posel. What you have to do, we have to do a road trip this year. We have to go to Neot Kedumim. Neot Kedumim is 25 minutes from Beit Shemesh. Has all of these sukkahs, the top of a boat, the top of a camel, right? A chicken coop sukkah, it's the best. So we finish here, we'll pick up here tomorrow at Amar Rabbi Yochanan, which is eight lines up from the bottom of Zion Amabes.